This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a, next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Time. Anime, live. comics, movies, and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new me too i heard words with no faith is empty i stayed the course though my haters tempt me beep the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time live Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Hope everybody's having a great week. Weather seems to be pretty fair out in here in Philadelphia, and uh, hope you guys are getting to enjoy that on a Sunday morning as well. Today, we won't be talking about a review. Not this week. Not next week either, because I just realized next week is two things. <laughs> next week is... Not only the Super Bowl, scratch that, screw that. It's my wife's birthday. That just happens to fall in Super Bowl Sunday. How did this happen? With that said, there will not be a show because it is a holiday on so many levels. So uh, I will not have a show there, but I will have a show next week. I mean, the week after that, because that is the Madam Web week. So I will go to see that. I will give my thoughts. Um, We'll see. I'm not expecting much from this, so my expectations is low with that movie. So we'll see. Could surprise us. Who knows? But it is the the, uh, Sony-verse, if you will. So take that for what you will. With that said, this week, we're going to talk about an actual... Actually, we're going to get down to a discussion. This is... I I don't even want to say this is a rant. Um, It's just me going off the cuffs of just talking about something that we don't talk about much. We just pass it by because it's now just it's just the way we live but social media 
we got to talk about this the state of social media as a fan of all things anime comics movies and games now this is kind of based around a short conversation i had with boris on all elite geekly i uh, believe this week which you could check out on sunday night's main event.com uh as well as his patreon you could also check out sunday night's main event on tsn radio tsn radio 690 and news talk 610 in canada if of course i'm not in canada i'm in the u.s i'm in philly but that doesn't mean you can't listen you can always check it out you can check out the live stream on their websites you can check it out there every night at 11 or you can watch you can check out the replays of sunday night's main event if you're a wrestling fan you can go check it out there boris and the team does a awesome job they've been doing it for like over I, I think over like two decades now um on on the radio yeah talking about you know the latest in wrestling and um it's a great show I, i've been following that show for quite a while and now i'm part of that show it just seems so like surreal for me to say that to be honest it's like i've listened to the law which didn't transition and rebranded into sunday night's main event and now i'm actually a part of the team so it's like it's awesome life is awesome sometimes um but you know we were talking about we we're just talking you know if you listen to all elite geekly which shout out to everybody who do and it's growing every single time we have some seeing um many more people not only you know check it out but also respond every so often um in regards to it and we talked about you know the way people act on social media and the way social media used to be and I want to talk about that. I want to focus on that because how I got started with ACMG is because of social media. There's no bones about it. Um, we're probably going to have to backtrack when we talk about that on our talk topic, but I want to go back and talk about what was, what has become and whether we could possibly be again. So, and I know there's going to be a lot of cynics out there because it's, it's trendy to be a cynic or it's sickening to be a cynic. And it, from a psychological standpoint, but we're going to talk about it, you know, really focus on it and see if we can break this short attention society that we live in into actually enjoying our fandoms on social media again, because I feel like it's not really it's well, it's not even I feel like it is. It's not like the way it was dating back to 2013 and 14 when I first really got in to you know facebook and all these other things now we act our ideology our our, our uh approach to people are different and uh i think it's just i think this was a good time for me to want to talk about that so i didn't prepare anything for this i'm just going to go off the cuffs and, and just talk about it see how we go with it so see if you know get you guys thinking about you know how you act how you present how you approach people online um and how can we actually try to make a better safer more fun environment again because it was a lot of fun and uh if not this is going to be a eulogy <laughs> for what was and uh you know i i don't think there i don't think it's the end you know we have a choice so we'll we'll talk about that then but we also got a lot of news going on within the world of our favorite fandom so again as always let's not waste any time let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG.
first of all, before I get into the news real quick, I got to say, like, you guys don't see it, but I'm in my office. And what I love about my office is that I created this entire shrine of fandom in here. And, you know, if you if you like me, watch The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy and um, just hilarious, newly just hilarious shout out and uh, congrats to her. Um, they got a really cool setup. Like they got a mural in the back. They got all these things to, to, to make their synergy, to make their ambiance, you know, feel good. I did the same thing. If you guys look at the, uh, any, any of the interviews that I have, you'll see that I added the logo backdrop, you know, uh, signage that I have over here with the, uh, new the new logo signage, um, that I have. And actually, I think maybe in 2024, I might actually redesign that too. Cause at, at, at the time I did not know that I can actually do as much as I could do. I may go deeper with it. So I may do this again and you might actually see a, you know, 3.0 signage up here someday, but like I dig what I got down. So I got that, but some of you who've, who've been in the ACMG Facebook group, you guys have seen that before. Um, but I have a lot of fandom in here that really replicates. And then I have a TV on here while I'm working. Cause I don't just do this show. I also do like, uh, you know, design work for clients and everything. So, but if you've seen the room, it's like, it, it's a great environment for me to be able to feel comfortable doing what I do right now, you know, from, you know, pictures of myself with Jim Lee and that's in, in autograph side comic books up top me with Stan Lee over here. Um, on my TV right now is retro crush where I'm watching Kimba the white line right now. And it's just really cool. I'm really, it, it just, it's from a therapeutic standpoint, it's always my, my college degree and my, you know, honor roll certificate, mind you, it, it's just a way to remind you or remind me of what I've done. So like there are times where I do feel like I'm not doing enough or, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to say I'm not worthy, but I there I do have some downtimes. And being in this room a lot of times reminds me of what I've done. I actually got pictures of, you know, the panels I've done, the live panels I've done, the people I've actually, you know, um, associated with friends of mine and everything. So it's always a great reminder. I, I will say this. I always say every once in a while, find your peace of mind. You can also create your peace of mind. Um, a lot of times for you, self, some self-efficacy uh, ways of doing things, is to try to find your peace of mind. So if you are fans of all this stuff, you know, create your environment to, to feel that way and never feel, you know, never feel like uh, any reason to not feel the way you want to feel, like make it for you, you know? Um, and then, you know, find your peace in that way. And then also go outside in the world and find your peace another way as well. So hey, I just wanted to point that out there because every once in a while we do need some, some uh, therapeutic talk on this show because i know a lot of you that listening sometimes of you know you got your own things going on and your own chapters that you're going to your own story and uh you know there's ways to get through those chapters sometime you know because every time you get through a chapter there's a new chapter and that chapter will be more than likely better than the last chapter guaranteed so these are just ways to try to do that so try to create your own fandom environment trust me you won't you know you won't regret it with that said Let's get into some sad news here. We're going to start off. We, um, just a couple days ago, we, uh, it was reported that, um, one of the most iconic action stars within the last 
40 years uh, have transitioned, and that is the death of Carl Weathers, known for his memorable movies and shows such as Rocky. Of course, I mean, more than anything, no matter what he does, no matter what this gentleman has done, he's always and forever will be Apollo. And God forbid, if they ever remake Rocky, I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody could actually absolutely like if Michael B. Jordan played, um, you know, if they did a reboot of um, Apollo and Michael B. Jordan played uh, the original Apollo, I think he he's the only one that I can do. I'm actually glad that they just did the son of Apollo because he actually does look like Apollo in a lot of ways, um, but he could put on that mustache at any time and played him off. But his role as Apollo was so damn good. It's so memorable. Um, you could he couldn't be denied. Like he he set himself for life when he when he uh, got it. It almost makes me wonder like how many people auditioned for that role and who are the other people that auditioned for Apollo for Apollo Creed on and the original Rocky. It, it's it that that it, it that really interests me right there. I wonder, but nonetheless, he went on to play other movies and TV shows, all of which are all iconic, mind you. Uh, he of course Predator, which was an Arnold Schwarzenegger, mind you. He's the one of the first or only guys to ever have played in a movie at the time with both Sylvester Stallone and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, which at the time, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rocky and, and Sylvester Stallone were like the movie equivalents of Michael Jackson and Prince. It was like they were two huge commodities that like you were you were a Stallone fan or you're a Schwarzenegger fan or you're both. But like. It was like you, they were both neck and neck with each other in terms of the best action stars of the 80s in that time. They were both iconic in a lot of ways, and people loved them all. So, you know, Carl Weathers is like a rarity to be able to play a co-star to both of them. And he played in Predator as well. Like, very, very... Predator... God, Predators... I got to go back and watch that. Predator was so awesome back then. It was... Uh, we've never seen anything like that before. And that was a huge, huge, huge film. Jesse Ventura was also in there as well. And, uh, you know, it was awesome. It was pretty damn awesome. We also, you know, for the community, the culture, he's also known for being the closest thing to a black James Bond as we could possibly get in his movie, Accent Jackson. So, you know, I'm saying like, literally, like that is the closest to James Bond as we ever have gotten to this day <laughs> of a James Bond-esque, you know, type of guy. Then... He also came back and kind of had a resurgence in his career when he when he was casted to play with uh, Adam Sandler as his um, golf coach, so to speak, in Happy Gilmore. Very memorable with the with the fake R. <laughs> and we got to see some comedic side of him this time around. It was awesome. He went on to also playing recently that we got to see him was the Mandalorian. So he he was uh, he was he's forever relevant. You know, he's relevant to the last day. And recently, if you guys have been watching TV, Weathers was involved with the recent Super Bowl campaign featuring former NFL um, tight end uh, Ron Kron uh, Gronkowski for FanDuel. They literally they're running those uh, those episodes, uh, those uh, commercials like on loop and this sudden passing. It was just it, it's it's just insane. Like Weathers also had his talents for animated movies like Toy Stories and video game appearances, such as Mortal Kombat X. 
people forgot about that. He was actually in Mortal Kombat. He played a different version of Jax. So like if you, you could change the skins in that game and one of the skins just happened to be Carl Weathers with his voice, him reprising the role and everything. So if you chose the Carl Weather version of Jax, you got um uh you got his voice and everything the same with the, the same way that they did with um recently with mortal kombat one and jean, uh, jean claude van damme so yeah he was on here so if you got mortal kombat x go and check it out you know and uh pay your respects playing that game so you know he will absolutely always be remembered and it's so what's really sad is that he died in february like this is black history month this is not the way that we want to start it but this is the way we're going to celebrate it because carl weathers is a part of black history in so many ways and um thank you for all of your talents thank you for all of the moments and the iconic moments you are forever iconic in the world of hollywood so thank you very much thoughts prayers and hearts to fans friendly uh friends uh and family as well so um rest in peace apollo as on our Schwarzenegger said on his uh, platform, keep punching, man. So, all right. Other news we got here. Sonic 3. They're now starting to advertise and promote and hype the Sonic 3. Um, Sonic, had, Sonic the Hedgehog movies have been on fire. And hopefully they will remain that way. Now, the key is in Hollywood, as you know, you got one blockbuster that plays off really good. The sophomore has to level up. They managed to succeed in a big way with the with the um, second movie. Third one's coming, and as you remember from the second movie, we're getting Shadow, um, which many are thinking Hayden are hoping that Hayden Christensen, uh, Star Wars own Hayden Christensen, will play the role. I think that's a great idea, mind you. I don't know who came up with that, but great idea. I love that idea. Uh, he would, be, I think, he would be a great voice for uh, for Shadow but they're hoping for that when it's not confirmed nor denied yet so we'll see but sonic 3 has been announced with a release date of december 2024 that is just one part of the news the other part of the news is the one and only jim carrey is returning as the one and only dr eggman and robotnik so he will be coming back carrey mentioned a while back if you guys remember that he would retire he was going through a little bit of a situation especially during the oscars when you know the big slap happened and uh he was rightfully rightfully uh angered by the reaction of the people in the audience and the people uh on social media as to how they were responding to this and how they didn't you know get at will smith for what he did you know even though he you know he's banned from the oscars for 10 years mind you um he he was he was very upset at how they handled that and it he put him on a tangent to the point that he said he was about he was going to retire from hollywood because he he hated the way the system of hollywood is and there's a lot to be there's a lot to hate about the system of hollywood especially depending on who you are especially um so he claimed that he was going to retire but turns out he's back and i'm glad because like there's nobody nobody that can fill his shoes for that role of uh dr eggman or dr robotnik it's, it's just no way in hell um he he's he's the first live action version of that character and right there he nailed it he solidified his stake as the, the same way that he did as the riddler 
if you guys remember the one thing about that batman movie with val kilmer nobody was talking about val kilmer everybody was talking about jim carrey's portrayal as the riddler he he owned it like it's hard like it's really hard to replicate what that man does on on screen so like remember when he, somebody else tried to play the mask did not work didn't it was like it was kind of like how somebody you know they tried to replace chris tucker you know as smoky on friday and you couldn't really do it so they had to make other characters like around it even though i will argue and there's always been this debate that like um mike epps's character on the, on the friday movies leveled up um i don't know i i have no dog in that fight because i never really watched the other two uh the other um friday deals because i'm like all right now it's just running this course to me so i'm i'm out I, I like the i like the first one i'll stick to the first one but smoky like nobody could i'm glad they didn't, didn't recast smoky because nobody could do what chris tucker did in there same with jim carrey like jim carrey he nailed it and like you if you watch sonic 2 and see what he did in that damn movie incredible it like you just can't so i'm glad that he's coming back because he to me he is the mvp of that movie like the whole entire cast is great but it's always a, it's always a thing that like every protagonist is only as good as this antagonist and when you have somebody like jim carrey playing such an antagonist as both like sinister evil and both goofy at the same time playing off of sonic it just works and by the way kudos to the casting director of that one as well uh with that so um he's back he is he is they confirmed that he is back he is filming and i'm looking forward to it because now you got shadow coming in you also got uh more people coming into the third movie so also add it to the third movie is jessica jones star kristen ritter one of my favorites you know she's jessica jones she's the b from apartment 23 you also know her from like breaking bad of course one of the most tear-jerking episodes of breaking bad mind you um we also have um christo i don't know who that is uh, christo fernandez uh ala uh elia uh brown who will be joining the cast of the first two um along joining the cast of the first um two movies as well so all the original cast will be there with the um with these new people as well um there's nothing announced on what the roles will be uh they will play and i'm really interested in seeing what Kristen ritter is going to play because there's other characters from the sonic universe that hasn't been shown yet that's including rogue the bat amy rose cream the rabbit big the cat um you know shout out to kyle abear who plays the voice of big the cat in the video games um and many others that could have possibly appear in the next movie so i mean the good part about sonic is that they've grown over the years and created these new characters that you can add on and uh people are used to those too i mean mecha sonic still hasn't made its you know way into um the robot that was on sonic adventures the ko's you never know what they're going to do this time around but this is going to be very interesting so uh i'm excited because i've been a big fan of the first two and is it's one of those rare movies that where you like we talked about this before 
me and Boris have mentioned Masters of the Universe recently. The original Dolph Lundgren match Masters of the Universe. It was one of the one of, as one of the first recognizes one of the first movies to really do that, you know, universal tra traverse traversal type of situation where, you know, the characters and world of that deal ends up in oddly New York. This happened with Masters of the Universe. It happened with the Smurfs. Um, and it now happens with, I believe, Super Mario Brothers. It also happened there too. Not the recent, not just the recent one, and um, not just the recent one, the actual um, live action one that John Legrazano was in. Um, the terrible one. But they also, um, Sonic did it. But so to me, of all the movies that tried that storyline, Sonic was the most successful because somehow they were able to keep it leveled and still balance the use of the earth characters to the other world characters and still kind of make it like there is there's some assimilation to both worlds in there and some tie-ins of the video game um references and everything too so they did a really good job more like better than any of the other movies prior to so i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the third one and uh I'm excited. If they, if they pulled us off, arguably Sonic could be the one of the best, if not the best video game movie franchises to date. It could be um, because we haven't had this level of quality in video game adapted adaptation movies in a very long time. Like Mortal, like we we prided on Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat live action movie forever because every live adaptation of a video game based movie did not live up mortal kombat was one of the only ones to live up can't talk about annihilation that doesn't exist remember that and we just haven't had one uh, to that point since up until um i believe prince of persia people like prince of persia i i, I if i recall I, I think people had some good reviews about that but it wasn't until this this generation of movies that have been coming out it's just been knocking it out the park um tomb raider was also said to be you know uh pretty good actually it was pretty good i watched both and i watched i remember watching both a while back and saying like it was angelina jolie did her thing with that so i wasn't wait wasn't there another tomb raider movie that i believe i believe didn't live up i didn't even go see that movie i totally forgot about that i gotta find that <laughs> i really gotta find that movie but you know, they they started realizing they do they did the same. They pretty much did the same thing that comic book um, the comic book movie industry is doing. They got people who are fans of these things, and as a result, we're getting some great quality movies out of it. So, kudos, thank you. Finally, so, no more no more crap like fi uh, King of Fighters. Yeah, <laughs> some of you don't realize King of Fighters had a movie. It never made it to theaters, and there's a reason you could go find it and i would not regret find i would not recommend finding it either honestly tekken as well had also a live action adaptation you it was tolerable it was watchable the second they had i'm sorry they had two movies they had two live action movies i believe the second one was better but it's not saying much it was it was low hanging fruit there but it just we we finally got it right they they finally got it right down to the point and i'm i'm very happy so let's keep that momentum going uh please all right let's go into some dc studios news here 
Now, I'm I'm calling this a rumor, much to the dismay of certain websites. This is involving the casting of Supergirl. House of Dragon star Millie Alcock, who is, uh, you know, but one of the people in the running is in talks to play the role of Supergirl in James Gunn's new DC Studios universe. Reports have revealed that Alcock is one of the top candidates to play the role of Clark Kent's Kryptonian cousin, Kara Zorel, aka Supergirl. She is rumored to appear in the upcoming uh, Superman Legacy, which will be written and directed by James Gunn. Alcock, all, along with uh, American housewife actor Meg Donnelly, who also voices the role of Supergirl in the Tomorrowverse animated movies, Amelia Jones and Kelly Spanny, if I'm saying that correctly, were also gunning for the role, no pun intended. Note, this is when I, people, you're listening, pay close attention to this, because I know a few of you probably seen this article and you didn't look further. Take note, some reports from sites like comicbook.com and The Wrap, which they reference from, are putting the headline saying that she has the role, but when you read the articles, they say or state that she is in talks to play the role. One headline says she got the role. Both headlines say she got the role. The article says she is in talks to play the role. Do we not understand the difference between those two? Do we not understand that that could be a bit misleading to people and a bit clickbaitish? This is the part that pisses me off. Like we, I know people like comicbook.com and IGNs and all those other, and I, I, you know, subscribe to them too. Not actually subscribe to them, but I actually go onto the sites, read it. There are some good things about each platform, but then they do stuff like this and they, they have IGN especially recently has these tactics that I've noticed online and some people, a minority of people notice online, other people, it just goes over the head because they don't, they don't, you know, thoroughly observe and analyze certain actions online. And that's the target audience that they look for. They don't want you to realize this, but they want you to see redhead, blonde and brunette. They don't want you to see binary code. And basically the problem is here is that people don't read the articles and they pride on that they pride on it now which also again this really is insulting if you really think about it because that's them saying these people are stupid they're not going to read the article they're just going to read the headlines and we'll get all we'll we'll get over just on the headlines but if you actually take the time to read the article you will find that they it says something totally different comicbook.com has been i've noticed that comicbook.com has done that a few times where the headlines say one thing and then you if you read it it says something totally different which leads me to believe that they don't care that you read the article they want you to base it off the headlines and it's like once you like it, it's it's crazy but it's also them like just hey, that's what they think of their their um their target audience. 
which is a lot of companies. A lot of companies pride on the stupidity of their target audience. I'm sorry to say that, but it is like the night, the, the nice way to probably say it is the naivete of you, of all of us. But in a lot of ways, it's the stupidity because they don't want you to find out what they're really doing. They don't want you, they want you to be able to just jump on and don't think of anything, you know, about it and just go with it. You guys need to be a little bit more smarter than this. Um, so yes, the article on the comicbook.com in the rap states that she got the role. But when you read both articles, they all, they just say that she's in talks with it. If as far as I'm concerned, if, if, like to my knowledge, if someone has the role, you would think to say in the article that they have the role, but saying that they are in talks means that it is not, it is in the works, but not concrete. Even IMDB, and I'm just like, what am I arguing about this for? I'm just going to IMDB because they'll confirm it. Because the thing is, IMDB, the people who work for IMDB don't work on the actual pages. All the pages, and I noticed because I have an account and a credit on my own that I um, that I put in and uh, a, a indie director put in for me when I did some, you know, indie uh, film job. So IMDB is like a social media page. It is owned by Amazon, but is governed as if you were doing Facebook. So if you're James Gunn, James Gunn and, D and DC Studios and Marvel Studios to that measure have their own account that they enter every single person in their in, in their account. So if they know if somebody's in there because they're adding the names of the people in there, they're they're adding the credits in there. They're putting the actors names in there themselves, not IMDb, not Amazon. It is them. So. And, and you can put in whatever information that you want. You know, whatever work that you've done prior to, actors also, they in it too. There's also IMDB Pro that you can subscribe to as well, and they give you extra features. Um, so, deal is, is that like, you could check IMDB because you'll know it's legit because they actually put it in. Now, when you go into IMDB and you look up Supergirl, uh, Superman legacy, you'll see her face on there, but you also hear the, there's also parentheses on there. It says rumored. She's, she doesn't have the role yet. People read the damn articles. Don't just voice your opinion or make your opinion or make your statement based off a headline. This is a reason why they are making people thinking like she has the role. And if you go down to the comment section of the comicbook.com article, that they posted, they, there's a lot of people who are just excited as hell and saying this and that, and that, and that. Yes, I've been waiting for this. I knew she was going to get it. It's not concrete. Going to IMDb and they say rumored. And I trust IMDb because it's coming from the actual people that's responsible for it. So, um, yeah, sorry guys. Uh, it's not yet, but I'm actually, you know, if she gets it, I'm, I'm, it's awesome. I personally thought Meg Donnelly probably should get it because one, she plays, she already voices the character in, in the animated movies, the recent animated movies, the Tomorrowverse movies. Um, two, and she's done it before prior to. And two, she actually does look like 
in a lot of ways supergirl <laughs> if you i don't know if people actually seen uh mcdonnelly but she is um she is not ugly <laughs> to say the least in fact in a lot of ways she kind of has um she does look like um scarlett johansson in a lot of ways uh i i remember watching american housewives used to watch that show with my, with my wife it was a really funny show and she played the daughter on that show there was one time when um there was a halloween episode and she dressed up as scarlet witch i mean not scarlet witch as um black widow red hair and everything she looked literally just like scarlett johansson she really looked that part um and now she she's had blonde hair for quite some time so i mean you just slap a supergirl outfit on it boom you got it right there so i i you know just aesthetically visually mcdonald to me i felt like because i've already seen her i've already you know seen her or heard her performance her voice over performance as supergirl and she absolutely looks the part in real life i would i would go off with her but james gunn does always go a different way and i usually and i don't think i don't regardless of any of these picks that they have i i don't think there's going to be a bad pick of the bunch because you know james gunn and his team have always done some, done a great jobs casting people and making it work. Like you're talking about a guy who put who got two wrestlers per wrestlers over. Okay? Like Dave Batista's career is solely because and he has said it himself and it's not like even if he didn't say it it wasn't be, it wouldn't be obvious. We all know cuz before Dave Batista didn't really have a really big starring career. He did a few he like indie movies and all this stuff he shot ja rule in the head in one of those movies but nonetheless he it wasn't until guardians of the galaxy where he got you know his career uh taken off because it was a big budget movie it was a marvel movie marvel was already hot and um he, he it, with his talents and his uh, his charisma he was able to pull it off and since then he has done a massive amount of huge movies since then so but he's always credited James Gunn for that. I would guess say same for John Cena. John Cena was already already on a on a rise already. But again, that peacemaker character, it it, it really leaped him just even further uh, because he was able to pull it off. And he, you know, John, at that point when he did Peacemaker and he did the Suicide Squad movie, I never want to see him in wrestling again <laughs> ever because James Gunn has a knack for making people look great so this is why i trust and i'm excited about the whole dc studios and again this is one of my pet peeves about social media i think this is why we're going to talk about this in the talk topic of the week is that people often are critical and overly cynical for a, for a decade for a decade we have had phenomenal movies based on our favorite comic book series come to life and every once in a while this is one contrarian comment from somebody who just rather is just too cynical and whatever they're going through they're going through or just too contrarian to be like you know i'm not going to jump on it i'm not going to go again i'm gonna go against the grain just for the sake of going against the grain even though for 11 consistent years 
we have gotten the Infinity Saga and it has not let us down one bit. Now, you're always gonna find somebody, some contrarian. And if you don't know the word contrarian, go up and look, Google it and look it up. But you're gonna find somebody with, with a contrarian attitude. Five, 10 years later, who are gonna look back at the Infinity Saga and saying it didn't live up. Because <laughs> that happens all the time. There's always somebody who's trying to be the rebel on social media or the rebel in front of their friends. It was like, nah, man, that is, hey, that's like, no, dude, we were all in the theaters. We were all, we, there's, there's now, and this is the beauty part about social media. There is video footage of people in theater getting excited about moments in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Watch the, go find the one with, um, when people got excited about when, uh, Tobey Maguire came in that portal in Spider-Man, um, for, uh, No Way Home. And, and when everybody else got into that portal, the minute that they made their appearance and how the crowd reacted, go and find that in game. It, you know, it's funny. Everybody goes into a portal and everybody gets excited in the theater. That seems to be a thing. I'm starting to realize that, but go into, go find the footage of how the crowd reacted when you heard Sam Wilson say on, uh, on your left on, uh, an end game. And they all came back after they got snapped. They got, Thanos, um, you know, Stark snapped back. And then you saw every one of them come back to fight in that war, including uh, Chadwick Boseman. And the crowd went crazy. I was crying. Don't even like, don't even freaking tell me like, don't, don't be corny and try to act like that. That shit didn't like, you know, affect, uh, you know, uh, the masses. It did. So you're going to find people like that. So, I mean, all this. It's really to say I got off track. I bust, but all that to say, like, you know, we need to, we need to chill. We need to chill. We also need to read the damn uh, articles because that's what it's all stemmed from. Do, like I said, the way we, you know, approach social media, is just, we need to really think about the way we approach social media. Again, this is coming soon in our talk topic of the week. So stay tuned for that. So. Let's move on to some Marvel Studios situations. Marvel Studios released the, uh, their latest Assembled episodes. If you haven't watched it, go out of your way, watch it. Assembled is uh, a series that they've created uh, dating all the way back to WandaVision because it gives you the behind the scenes look at the making of their Marvel Cinematic uh, TV shows and movies. It started off with WandaVision and it started and then it continued with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, and what they did to do all the stuff there. And then they, you know, so for for so and Loki and all that stuff. So every time a new movie now, and then they started doing movies. If you watch um, the recent one, they did Echo and it is really, really good. Um, the episode talks about embracing new stories that connect to people uh that you know you know diverse people of the native american descent along with deaf and disabled communities um which is really good and it, you know you a show like echo is just a reminder of why marvel has been around for this long and why they are so viable to pop culture and you know cultures in general because they embrace every they this is nothing new and again you go into the internet and you always find somebody you could tell that they have not been Marvel Comics fans for years because they will say something about a character 
but don't know the history of the character. They've never read the comic book of the character. A lot of people today base their Marvel knowledge on the movies itself and not based on the actual source of those movies, which is the comic books, which is why I had this conversation about, you know, how Tony Stark was not one of the be one of the top comic book uh, comic books uh, heroes in Marvel. And the, the guy that, that debated me on this only watch the movies but doesn't didn't realize the history of it is like they were they, it wasn't guaranteed that iron man was gonna be a thing they you know they they risk the idea of that they didn't know it and there's a documentary on that as well that backed my that backed up my um belief because i knew i've read the i've read i've read comics from back in the day iron man was the least favorite of the bunch you know, he was nowhere in the level of Captain America, Iron Man, or even the X-Men to that measure. Um, but John Favreau, along with Robert Downey Jr., helped elevate that, fa that, that fame immensely to be able to create their own universe based around him. So, yeah, uh, it, it's just one of those things. But, like, I mean, here we got... We got... Um, echo who is in the comics and people don't a lot of people don't recognize her because she's not been and they thinking that she's not going to be a household name i'm like at some point the guardians of the galaxy wasn't a household name either and, and that was also another big risk and it managed to work you can't these stupid fanboys out here you can't you can't do you can't be that naive and we're, we're, we see that more and more all the time. So I love this. I love the series. I enjoyed it. I love the interaction of Wilson Fisk, of course, and his involvement, uh, you know, Vincent D'Onfrio. Um, but you get to not only hear from the actors involved in, uh, but also hear from the people behind the scenes discussing working on a set and having um, to learn um, about the Chakti, uh, the Chakta, uh culture and as well as learning american sign language because you know the actor uh cox is um you know she's they really went out of their way they they went out of their way and i don't know how i have no idea how they did this because the character echo for those who don't she's a street level character that's based around the daredevil uh story you know uh story lore but what made that so crazy is that like she is in the comics an amputee and she is hearing and she's deaf and hearing impaired so they had to find somebody just like it i don't it goes to show how many people are in the world they had to find a person of native american descent somebody that was hearing impaired and deaf and then also that it had that was an amputee how they find found this person is beyond me and it wasn't just her. I think there were other people that were auditioning for it that had the same, you know, deals. And this was, it's just, it blows my mind that they were able to find somebody like this. And they found her and God bless that they did. Cause she did absolutely great. She gelled really well. It was kind of like, um, you know, Miss Marvel type of deal. And you, you believed everything she did in here. So I, I loved it. I loved it. And I loved that they, also just you know really showed and embraced the different cultures and how they were able to work with the Chakta um tribe and 
um, making sure that they brought as much authenticity to the actual movie and respect the culture that they were based in in Oklahoma um, to do that. And I love seeing behind the scenes stuff like this. And I love to see what they were able to do, you know, upon that. They got, you know, they were able to do some real things. You got to learn a lot. Now, you know, that's the thing that I, I, I don't think that people online understand and people watching understand. It's like, we don't get those experiences that they do when they're on set. And to us, we take it for granted. To them, they get to learn a lot. They 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 learn new things. They learn different cultures. I, The reality is, I know even if those people argue and people complain about it, I bet they would not, they would absolutely, if asked, if given the opportunity, they would jump on it too. And I bet you they wouldn't come back saying the same things that they say online. A lot of things that people do online and say online are bitterness are, are based on bitterness. And it's sad. It's really sad because if we had this stuff back in the day, if we had all this great quality of production value back in the day, like in the 80s or the 90s, we had a different mentality. We were more excited about this. We, we, we embraced this type of stuff more. We thought it was cool. Um, people today are just so angry and bitter that they don't appreciate a lot of the work that goes into these things and a lot of attention to detail that goes into these things and they this this cast did a lot a great job and again marvel once again since 1963 have always represent tried to show representation for everybody they've always been ahead of the game i mean you could go back and look at interviews woman in particular that had both Stan Lee and one of the executives from DC on there. And the executive was talking about, um, how nobody wants to read, um, you know, sophisticated comic books. You know, they were just, you know, they just want to see superheroes do whatever. And Stan Lee laughed at him as well as the guy, the moderator of that conversation laughed at him was like, dude, you, you, you totally don't get it. No, they get it now. Cause now all the characters are doing the exact same thing. Marvel's been doing for years. And it took up until, you know, the 90s to realize that. And even furthermore, when Jim Lee took over to realize that they had to do this. So, you know, kudos to them. If you, I, I really enjoy Echo, I loved all the performances, especially uh, Vincent D'Onfreo returning as Kingpin. And oh, to also check out the bodysuit that he had, the, uh, the suits that he had to make some look bigger. I thought that was pretty dope. <laughs> pretty damn unbelievable, too. So because Vincent D'Onfreo, if you ever seen him, in person he's not as big but they made it they made him look as big as he should be as as the kingpin i thought it was pretty damn cool um those visual visual effects and costume designs are always fantastic so and let me might i say vincent dion freo has been on a roll lately he's been on a lot of movies um as of recent this year that i've been watching he's incredible he i've never i never watched him prior to you know daredevil but man i get why they casted this dude he i don't know if anybody can play a better kingpin and there have been other people who've played kingpin in the past um you know michael clark duncan who i thought did a pretty damn good kingpin a black kingpin uh for that matter for that uh, mind you i thought he did a fairly good job but when you put this man in he is he embodies that character okay like whether it is the version from the comic books or the version from the animated tv series like because he, he's been on spider-man he's been on a bunch of other you know uh marvel 
get uh, animated cartoons. He embodies this guy. And man, he he's just I can't wait to see him again in Daredevil and all and Charlie Cox and all those guys again, because uh, I think uh, Daredevil Reborn is going to be sick. So, all right, let's move on to some other news. As we know, this is February, also known as Black History Month. And Apple TV is doing something to celebrate it in a very interesting way. Apple TV is looking to bring us a new Peanuts movie focusing on, of all people, Franklin. This movie is said to be the origin story of when Franklin became friends with the Peanuts gang. The trailer shows Franklin moving from place to place trying to make new friends. In this, he happens to find Charlie Brown, which he becomes partners with, uh, partners with him to participate in a soapbox race. I'm going to consider this a reboot, mind you, and I'll find, I'll tell you why. While they were building their soapbox car, uh, soapbox car Charlie Brown asked him uh, what type of music does he like? To which Franklin says, the Godfather of Soul, James Brown. He goes on to ask whether Charlie is related to James Brown. And uh, Charlie says, I don't think so. <laughs> Questioning like, am I? <laughs> Not realizing that he's um, black as well. But um, yeah, I'm going to consider this a reboot for a lot of reasons. Because the story looks to finally put a focus on a character that has been under question for quite some time for years especially people in the black community have always uh, been have always voiced their displeasure at the fact that franklin rarely gets any character development in in only appearing in the shadows of the gang um there is also an infamous thanksgiving special where franklin sits alone on this on one side of the uh of the table while charlie brown peppermint patty sally sits on the other side and snoopy mind you all sit on the other side and you got charlie brown and uh what you got like if you've seen the setup it's like it just looks so segregated <laughs> and people have beef with it for years the only other time we see franklin get any airtime is when he see he is seen breakdancing uh and hanging out with snoopy at a nightclub touring the cbs special it's it's flash beagle charlie brown which mind you I absolutely loved that special when it was out. I think mostly because we finally got to see Franklin do something, but like at the same time now you're growing up, it's like, damn, the only thing they could get him to do is dance. He need to get a speaking role in there. He just danced. He just break dancing. I was like, okay, he's just there for the dance, shuffling it, shucking and jiving motion um, version of it. And then they just go in and then Snoopy does his, you know, best flash dancing type of thing. It was in the eighties. So, you know, that was the thing in the 80s, you know, breakdancing and, 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 you know, just New York culture in itself. It was just a thing. But it was just like, damn, this dude really did not barely get anything. Now, recent, the recent episodes, the recent um, animated shows, I believe he may have gotten some deals, but it's still not enough. So the fact that I guess Apple TV was, you know, is listen to these guys because they got the license to you know for the for this uh franchise and you know charles shorts schultz what the hell man <laughs> so and for those who don't know charles uh schultz is the creator of the peanuts you know no longer with us but no longer with us enough to be able to answer that question what the hell what was what was up with franklin <laughs> so um nonetheless he's getting his own movie it looks pretty cool it's a long time coming it was definitely needed and um well deserved so uh 
if you own Apple TV and you have kids of color, especially, please go out of your way and check this out. It looks awesome. It looks pretty good. And uh, God damn it, if they got him just dancing in here. No, I'm just kidding. But it looks awesome. It looks like it's correcting something that should have been corrected a long time ago. So kudos to all of them that put that together. So folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to get into the discussion talking about the state of social media as uh, for basically fans. Can we enjoy social media the way we used to? We're going to look back and talk about that. They will do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Morgan Berry, the voice of 13 from My Hero Academia. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and this is not a review. This is a discussion. We're going to talk about the state of social media. For fans, mostly. Um, You know, social media at one point was a great platform for fans like ourselves who, you know, enjoy our favorite fandoms such as anime, comics, movies, games, pro wrestling, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. And man, has it just gone downhill over the years to say the least? Um, It's easy to say that we could blame a sole person for the amount of toxicity that has begun the chain reaction if you will but we're not going to have to do that because guess what we could blame always one person for it and warrant it mind you but we also have to take responsibility ourselves and just like when you vote for a president or mayor or any type of uh, person in position it's not just them doing the job for many it's making sure that we all also do our part to make sure that everything progresses as well. Even not just voting, but also taking part in society to help make things better. So we can't just also just, yes, the person in office has a lot of power to do things, but we also have the power to make things happen as well. We just, a lot of us don't realize our power to be able to make that change. And the bad part is we always do so subconsciously. And social media is another thing that we have done over the years. And, you know, when we, when we think about social media today there, you know, if you do one word association with social media, it's usually something negative. It's usually something bad. One word toxicity or toxic. Another word cesspool depending on which platform you're referring to. And I would probably opted to say X is probably is geared for that one. Um, because now we all it's 
governed almost by trolls by and and trolls are usually just people who want to displace their anger and frustration making people feel miserable online not realizing how they are affecting people or even caring about how they're affecting people mostly because they are going through a lot of things in their life and they want to make people just as miserable that's what displacing anger pretty much is when you displace your anger upon other people you're transferring your depression you're just you're you're transferring your rage and anger onto other people in hopes to make them angry you ever for those who are transformers fans i want to go back to the return of optimus prime there basically was a storyline where this meteor came about which led to the return of optimus prime mind you um they found optimus's body but they also found this ore and this orc had spores in there and the spores for some reason created a toxic reaction to it that made people rage and anger and every time somebody would touch another person who's uh, who's been exposed to the spores they would end up being angry too and somehow some way lot for some logical reason even if you touch an autobot or a decepticon or a cybertronian if you will they get affected too Be, it, there's a lot of holes in that but nonetheless you get the idea if you get touched by it you get instantly affected by it so somebody's anger is getting transferred over to somebody else now in psychology they call that displacement it's not a science it's actually a mental situation a psychological situation where when people are going through a lot in their life say if you got a bad day at the office and somebody made you angry and pissed you off you'll go home to your loved ones and all of a sudden get mad at them transferring that anger onto other people now in this day and age we have social media and we use social media like a pillow to scream it to, to, to put our faces in and scream at that's pretty much it. it's like if you one of the most therapeutic ways that they say is just scream and put your head in a pillow and scream people use social media as their proverbial pillow to scream in and it's not really the best place to do that because unlike a pillow pillows don't hit don't scream back people do and people are on social media and when you try to do that and you act like that and you create these burner accounts solely solely just to displace your anger and troll and and, and make people feel as miserable as you there's it here's here's the thing people all those people with fake accounts the fact that you made a fake account just to do stuff like that that's not a normal thing that is not a healthy thing and i'm sorry if you're listening to the show and you're one of those people i gotta tell you it is not a healthy thing to do making a burner account just so you can't you can say whatever the hell you want to whoever the hell you want it's not a healthy thing and we need to start acknowledging that it doesn't do anything for your health for your mental health it does nothing for you in terms of being able to interact with people properly so you chose to do it that way when you just can't have a good conversation with somebody and take the idea that they won't agree with you all the time that's not only just unhealthy that's also immature and 
a lot of the nurturing of today's society is just, you know, we don't know how to communicate with each other. We're further, we are now furthering, dis, further distancing each other from being social. Um, technology does play a part in that, huge part of that. And as much as I'm a tech head, I'm also, I also like being social with people. I'm a, I, I'm what you call an omnivert. You know, it's, it's people who are both um, introverts and extroverts uh, who can, you know, be by themselves and enjoy their company, but also, um, enjoy the company of others and it can either, can be either or. So in this day and age, we have more introverts than anything. And people are wearing, it, it's wearing the, the label of introvert very proudly or what they believe is an introvert. Cause according to my, my psychologist and my therapist, people often call themselves introverts, but may not actually be introverts. And they, they wear it like a badge of honor. And it's not really, that's not something you want to wear a badge of honor. You don't want to isolate yourself. If anybody's ever studied psychology, you know that isolating yourself is damaging. But I say all that to say that we as fans on social media, we really need to work on approaching each other better. We've gotten to such a place right now where we're not talking with each other. We're talking at each other. We're talking at each other to try to prove that we are, that we know more than each other, even though we've never had any experience in the things that we talk about. Most of us, most of us don't, um, I've, the deal is here, here's, I've had to deal with this for years where people would try to tell me something that they believe I don't know or try to school me on something about something that I know personally based on the people that I've interviewed and the research that I've done or the, or the education that I have. And the thing with, with social media is that they, it, it's a means to create a persona that is not real. And because again, like I said, in the last segment, we are a society that only reads the headlines of an article and not actually read the article. So you could say that you could say that, you know, somebody got the role in this part, but don't read the article that says they're in talks of getting this role and people will believe because they didn't read the article. So a lot of times when probably people try to show proof of their situation and act like they know what you're talking about. So they show an article, they show a link, but they show this link, but don't didn't read the article. So you read the article and come, come to find out it's like, no, dude, if you didn't read, if you actually read this article, then you would actually see it. A lot of people don't do their research. A lot of people don't get into those situations and that creates a friction of things. And, but when I come along or somebody like me comes along who actually has source proof based on their experiences, based on their jobs, based on, you know, the idea that they are and uh, they are connected with the people in said industry. Those people, all of a sudden, you don't hear from them. They disappear. What they end up doing? There's two things that they do. They rather stop act. They stop, you know, f you know, faking a funk, or they'll go to the next platform and spread the same thing to people who may not know. I've had people. I've had people many a times on the old Facebook group 
would try to act like they they pretend like they really were in the industry or know what the hell they were doing and didn't realize that I knew people in the industry and people and I did and I knew people in, in, in situations and I interviewed certain people on this show and they would stop immediately they would absolutely stop talking and then you will find out later on you will find them on another platform saying the same thing in hopes that somebody else did not actually you know doesn't have any knowledge of it which will make them seem like they know what they're talking about we need to stop being fake on social media it and also it doesn't hurt to be not in the know all the time it's okay to want to learn something new it's okay to not know everything like if you really want to know everything go and do the work go go to this go to school learn about the industry be a part of the industry get experience in the industry and that's it don't fake the funk like what what, what are you you're not helping yourself doing it part of what i miss about social media is that there was actually a time there was actually a time where people enjoy talking about your favorite fandoms. And this whole conversation is based on a small discussion I had with Boris on the All Elite Geekly podcast on, uh, as a part of Sunday night's uh, main events uh, lineup that we do every week. And we, I got into the conversation after talking about David Duchovny for some reason, we got into the conversation of talking about what was social media and actually how this actual program how talk time live was created so for those who don't know let's go back let's go back in time let's go back to 2013 where i discovered facebook groups for the first time where a lot of us discovered facebook groups like the facebook groups that we see now would <laughs> you would man like the evolution of Facebook and the evolution of Facebook groups itself has evolved exponentially over the years, major like the things that we're able to do now with, um, with Facebook. Um, and to me, as much as I don't, I'm not a big fan of Zuckerberg, uh, in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons and meta to that measure, because there are some things that they do that pisses me off. Um, but also in terms of all platforms in terms for creative, Facebook is still like one of the better creative, you know, places to be for, you know, for people like myself who are designers and all this stuff and create brands and all this stuff. I, I forgive me. I don't like to use the term, um, content creators. I think that is a BS term. Like that could be used by anybody with, with, or without experience, uh, an actual, uh, like, uh, educational background. Like I'm a professional graphic designer. I'm a professional multimedia developer. I went to school for this. I, you know, have a degree in a lot of these things and in studies in a lot of these things. Um, I've had experience for years working with clients um, at these things. I'm not a content creator. Like, yeah, there's content that's being created, but it's, it's also I design. People can easily just slap, use Photoshop, pay $20 for Photoshop these days, know how to copy and paste, but don't know how to do it professionally slap on things together on a, on an image, save, and just put it there. No, I actually design. <laughs> I design with intent. I design with that, but I digress. There was a time where Facebook groups were such a nuance and a new way to connect people. And this was me at the time. Cause 
you know, I've distanced myself in my own for my own pursuit of my own journey, going to school, going back to school, trying to, you know, make my my world happen. And I parted ways with a lot of friends over the years. And, you know, we didn't have social media at the time to reconnect with everybody um, like we do now. But Facebook was, you know, was growing and they started doing Facebook groups and there were groups out there and shout out to my, uh, my dude, uh, Chris uh, Johnson, because he was the one that got me to the original ACMG Facebook group. And I saw this world where I could talk about all of our favorite fandoms with other people, which is something I used to do with my friends that I used to hang around from back in the day. Now we have a platform. Now we have a village. We have an environment where we can all enjoy what we love. And even if we have conversations about it, we don't come at each other, you know, with the way we do now. We don't come at each other. Um, we didn't come at each other like, we, there was a still a level of maturity and sophistication at the time. And, you know, a lot of times people will back themselves up. And if you did, people were like, oh, okay, but all right, I, that, I, did, I wasn't aware of that. It's not like that now. People can't stand to be wrong, which is like kind of the most immature thing that you could possibly, you know, do. And like, why is it a problem why, why is it an issue that you have to learn something from somebody else? Like we're not geniuses, not all of us. None of us are, not, there's a small majority of people that are mental level, you know, geniuses out there. And on top of that, why do you need to know everything? Knowing everything means you're, there's not much to life because you know everything. Life becomes boring when you know everything. Become a forever student. That's what I like to call myself. You know, if you're pro, if you come with that approach on social media, guarantee you, you will come at a lot better. A lot of people don't want to admit that they're wrong on social media. So that is lost in, in, in our, uh, in our community and our approach to things. But we used to have so much fun. And then on top of that, it wasn't even just us having fun online. Eventually we would meet with each other offline as well. We would, it like, there were how many times I've set up, you know, gatherings, even last year, I set up a gathering when we watched the Marvels. Um, there were so many times that we would go to conventions together and we'll see each other every so often. Um, we would actually meet for the first time, um, you know, f you know, a line thing from going to conventions and stuff like that. And it was dope. There was a lot more interaction. There was a lot more. It's not just the fact that we interacted. We interacted positively. And how how Talk Time Live started, or basically, it came from an actual post that I created back in the day. Now the post, which people do now, but they didn't do it as elaborate as I did it. Um, I always like to have this Entertainment Tonight type of vibe. If you've seen any of my graphics you know, my graphic uh, covers or whatever like that, my pr promos for the week. It's always in a very media-like level, you know, design. You know, I used to read GamePro and EGM and all that stuff back then. I always wanted to create that type of look and vibe. You know, Game Informer is like one of the main magazines I uh, read now, and I love their cover designs. Love them, absolutely. So I like to create those type of looks every single time with, you know, the talk time live you know, um, you know, brand when it comes to doing the show, but 
I wanted to create ACMG to be something like nobody's ever done before. And then I knew once I started, there was going to be other people saying like, oh, I didn't know you could do that with, you know, you could do banners and design banners like that. I didn't know you could do this, that, that. And I don't want to say I was the first, but I was definitely one of the one of the first to really start giving the aesthetic look of what Facebook groups can do. Now, I know it is it's hard to prove, but especially now because the damn website got hacked and taken away. Um, but in 2013, all, a lot of groups, when you looked at their groups and you saw the banners, what you would see is the pictures, the profile pics of every you know, per every member in the group because you weren't able to replace it. The people who once administrated that group did not know that you could actually create, um, you know, graphic banners and images for it because they didn't, they weren't graphic designers. They didn't have anything like that. And so I came in and when I came in, I enjoyed the Facebook group so much. I wasn't even trying to be an admin. I just wanted to talk to people and have fun and talk about some of our favorite fandoms and some of the things that they like and some of the things that we like and see what we agreed upon and see what we knew together. Like we used to back in the day. Cause back in the day when we ever had friends or we knew people around and we got to know them and they were into the same things that we were in, we, we, we started communicating. We started becoming more better friends. And at one point, social media was the online equivalent of that there was not really much in terms of people being jealous about what you are i mean there's always somebody but the, it was nowhere near what it is right now if you knew your thing that was cool and you were taught everything about it so i missed that and talk time basically started because somebody got spoiled when they were watching game of thrones during the King Joffrey's death, if you guys remember Game of Thrones, when they when that little prick of a king. <laughs> oh, kudos to that dude. He was so great that like I, I think I people really thought that he was like King. Jo it was two people back then that people pissed that uh, that pissed people off. It was him and I believe the woman from The Walking Dead. I forgot was it Andrea, I believe her surname was or something like that. But they hated her so much and when she died people were cheering online it was so bad it, you know it, it, it's a credit to the actors because they were people got so immersed into those roles that it was just crazy but king joffrey was one of them and basically what happened was somebody went online onto the facebook group and this is when i became an admin afterwards mind you and i rebranded and i actually created the logo for you know, uh, ACMG and whatnot, and really made it into a thing and made it special. And somebody spoiled it. And what happened was people got pissed because they didn't watch the episode and they were told what it was before. So we had to do something about it. And somebody, you know, came to me, was like, all right, all right, boss, what you going to do? We got to do something about this. And I was like, you're absolutely right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to create a post, a spoiler zone post to make sure that people who are watching live can comment about it as it is airing. And meanwhile, keeping other people who did not watch it out and warning them, do not read if you did not watch. So it's you're playing at your own risk. And that became talk time. And what I would do, I would not only do it for that show, I started doing it for other shows because during that time we had arrow we had flash we had you know all the arrowverse shows were out and then on top of that 
it transitioned into movies because we also had the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We had even from TV, we had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We had all and we were all watching. And what happened was we were all enjoying together during that process. That is so lost right now. And from that point, it led to the making of the podcast, which I look, people ask me all the time. How did I come up and make uh, talk time live? It took three years. When I when I the I, when I came when I saw the idea of the uh, the the possibilities of what a Facebook group can be, part of it was also saying, I want to create ACMG. I want to create the this media like atmosphere, but also I want to create a podcast. I want this particular Facebook group to have a podcast, which is something that no other group can say that they had at least at the time. I don't know if they even still have it to this day, but um, I want this to be official. I want this to be a thing. I want to, everybody to be involved in some form or fashion. I want to get people from the group in to be able to do this. And they did for a short stint until, you know, it just didn't work out, you know, for, for various reasons. Um, and I want this to be as official as possible because I also had a, you know, a backing this, this was also a, going to be a sister, a side project connected to my actual, um, you know, company viewfinders, identity search and design as a way to prove that like, if you create a great brand and have a great plan, you can absolutely make something happen. And if you go to talktimelive.com, you see what happens when you have a great brand and what can you, what can happen with it. So when I tell my clients and I tell people, when you want to create a great business, you got to have a great presentation. You got to hire somebody to actually make it, give it the look and feel that your target audience can have. And I'm, I am self-plugging myself. Viewfindersidentitysearch.com, V-F-I-S-A-D.com, people. <laughs> so, but I digress. I made this podcast that took three years in the making to do. I had to learn everything from the right mics to have, the right equipment to have, the right programs to use, um, the right production. And all this leading into basically making sure that it'll, you know, iTunes was the biggest thing at the time. It was the only thing at the time. There was no iHeartRadio, there was no Spotify. At the time it was iTunes. And if you didn't, if you if your show, if you didn't uh, submit a sample that was good enough for them to play, they wouldn't play you on air. And you, you know, upon 48 hours it took 13 hours and it was like all right you're in this is good let's go and i went from there and then a year and a half later we got nominated for an award so that tells you right there but i digress damn it it all stemmed from the facebook group and when we had that facebook group and we had that talk time post what we were doing was interacting with each other and we were enjoying each other's company and we were appreciating it and we were learning from each other and we were enjoying each other and we it, like we weren't talking at each other we were talking with each other and that's the difference when you talk at somebody it's like you don't care what they say you're just saying what you want to say regardless you're not having a conversation you're just trying to make a statement throwing it out there hopefully to get likes and listens and whatever like that no you need to talk with people you need to learn how to talk with people and it's because it's gotten lost in communication where we don't know how to talk to people anymore. And we did have conversations that were similar to what the conversations that we had outside. Now we're not because we're, we're weaponizing social media. 
to attack people. It could, it was once used for a means of good. And with everything that is going on in society, with politics, with, you know, the way things are, the pandemic played a part in this as well. And just the idea that now, you know, the economy is, you know, is, has gone the way it has. And um, people are not able to have as much fun as some other people may. And because of that, they get bitter and angry and, 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 um, and, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, I would say, you know, I, I know that word's coming up, but like people will just be, um, jealous, I guess you could say, um, you know, and it just creates a toxic attitude about it. And it's just, it really is the wrong way to go. It is, I think, honestly, that actually is part of the reason one of our situations with one of my former co-hosts is actually ended because they weren't able to participate in a lot of things that were being done because of the situation that they were going on in their life and the decisions that they made for their life. And it just felt like a lot of that was stemming from the situations going, it was happening. It's like you cannot approach like and I always say to people too, I'll be all especially online. If you got any issues, feel my door is open. I always try to create an open environment where people can come to me. And I would hope that it, it would be the same way that I would be able to come to somebody if I need a situation. I wanted us to have this open type of atmosphere, but it just over the years when things have been going on, it just gotten to a point that we can go back to like people just have to be so bitter and and uh, you know and attack people and angry and attack people and somewhat sometimes racist and and malicious and it's 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 just so bad so like as a fan of anime comics movies games whatever when you go into these pages now it's not like people are all some people are having conversations with each other. So I've have had some conversations with people I didn't know and enjoyed certain conversations with people. But most of the times it's just me. I make a statement. I'll say something. Somebody immediately doesn't talk with me. They talk at me and they try to attack what I say. And I'm like, I still try to have a conversation with them. I still have you know, whether it's me explaining my statement to them and having an open conversation, an open forum on a thread or me just showing like okay this is my proof this is my source this is what i'm talking about this is where i you know I, this is where my experience comes in this is where my knowledge comes in and it just keeps becoming attacking and it's usually people you know a lot of times it's people with fake burner accounts and again the unhealthy <laughs> the unhealthy approach to communication is creating an account just to attack people that's not a solution that is not a solution at all, people. And it always has the question, can we actually get back to the way it was? Can we get to become a more positive environment? And I'll always say yes. I will always say yes to that because it's a choice. Everything that we do is a choice. Our greatest superpower in the world is choice. We choose to be toxic. We choose to be displace it of our anger and we choose to do all the things that we do we can't solely blame it on just one person 
even if we say yes said person and i'm not going to say the name and it should be implied who i'm talking about here but if we say if said one person with a higher power of influence has convinced people that they it's okay to be toxic it's okay to be bitter and malicious online because they're doing it where's the accountability on our part that is saying that is like okay and, and again it goes to the it goes to to the insurrection too it's like somebody has influenced people to possibly go in and attack congress you still had to choose the right to do that you still nobody nobody forced you to go in and do that you were you went and got influenced into it you made that choice so you need to take accountability for it all these actions today cause and effect are based on people's choice so i say that to say we choose to be toxic online we also can choose not to be toxic online we can choose to look into ourselves we can choose to reassess how we act online because i think deep down inside people feel like they're trapped when you really can't and trust me i am somebody who had these dark moments before there was social media we didn't have social media back when i was in high school you know to, to, to you know displace that we had to deal with that stuff ourselves. and for me personally when i had to deal with my own situations it was a point to the, there was a point there was like only two ways to go it was do or die i had to really and it's like i had doing was like me reassessing my own self trying to you know come to terms with i have to take responsibility for the actions that i do and i had to you know really work hard to get myself into a more positive mindset to to be a more confident to have more conviction to have to be more assertive i i had to work hard to do it and yes there is a lot of work that comes in that you have to do in order to do that you know and i didn't use social media as a scapegoat to be able to do it and even back then i would learn that social media is not the answer if i can't be positive and social on social media i need not to be on social media I need to get off social media. I need to probably get help, seek help, talk to a friend, family, or even a professional. And really evaluate myself and reassess myself and try to work on myself. So when I go into social media, because I really think that not everybody can handle being on social media. It's obvious. It's really shown. Social media has affected people in such a bad way and in such a negative way because you need to learn how to handle, you know, I, I've jokingly asked the question if people were able to you know take a take a class on social media etiquette would you take it people jokingly said no but i really think that there should be at this point a class in social media etiquette because not everybody knows how to act and you know um and conduct themselves on social media properly and i think this is a big issue if we did we would have so much more fun talking with each other and then eventually meeting each other in person i always try i've many times went online on the acmg facebook group and have met with people from around the country and even around the world i have met with people uh whether it is virtually on an interview 
or in person. How do you think I was able to be friends with Molly Flanagan, for God's sake, or Kyle Abair, or, you know, um, you know, Danielle Kennedy, or like a whole bunch of people that I would never have gotten a chance because I conducted myself professionally and positively online. And a lot of people can too. A lot of people can do it too if they absolutely want to. I'm not saying you're gonna be able to meet somebody, you're like a famous person automatically or whatever. Like I'm just saying you'll be able to meet some cool people. Online, I've met people, I've met up with people in person that I've talked to on, online that were from the UK. I've talked to people from various parts of the world, Australia, um, Scotland. You, you, if you look at my interviews, for, uh, from last year and even over the years, you know that the people I talk to are not from America. They're all even from the block. <laughs> They're all coming from other parts of the country and the world that I have the pleasure of talking to. And then eventually, some of them I actually do hang out and meet in person. There's some great people. And guess what? Even more, the conversations that we have in person. Mike Landy, shout out to you. Because um, was it last year or the year before? I got a chance to meet with you, uh, Jay. Dixon, I got to meet, I always got to meet up with him a couple times. Um, and now I had last year, I got to meet with his son, uh, who's an awesome uh, dude. Like, I actually want to communicate with people and I hope that other people wanted to as well. So it's just a matter of choice. You have to choose how you want to be in life. And you cannot allow social media to be your scapegoat and excuse for that. If you truly enjoy all the things that we do, here's here's the thing that we probably should do. One, you need to you need to be okay with being wrong. You need to be okay with not knowing everything. You need to be okay with being a forever student. You need to be a forever student. Because yeah, it's dude, I don't know everything. And I do learn things from some of you guys out there. And that's okay. And that's okay because you actually have to learn from somebody. And nobody is born completely knowledgeable. You have even in, even in the most qualified geniuses have to learn from somewhere. It's just a matter of that they are able to pick up what they learn very quickly. Some of them, which you call kinesthetic learners, if you will, that can just pick up things and learn from it. Just even watching it, you have to be able to allow yourself to learn and not act like you know everything. You cannot. See, even freaking Alexa doesn't know everything. <laughs> Alexa doesn't even have an answer for that. You should not either. So, I mean, just for God's sakes, people, allow yourself to be okay, to not know everything, to want to learn from others. And that's okay. And hopefully the things that you learn from others is actually factual. Another thing, when you come on online, do your research, <laughs> research online before you do it, before you come at people with some knowledge. Even if you find an article, please read the article before you actually send the article, because a lot of times if you're basing it on the social, on the headlines, a lot of times you're going to find yourself incorrect. And if you're the person that is being sent this, don't just react to these to the headlines go into the link because a lot of times i've gone into the link when people show me stuff come to find out it's an old article or it's it's been you know it has been updated to the recent discoveries and, and things that we've learned and you'll find that 
it does it's not, it doesn't hold merit anymore or it didn't it never hold held merit in the first place we just talked about comicbook.com uh, and the rap you know given a headline of that you know the the role of supergirl has been taken when in fact the actual article says that they're in talks of it and then imdb you know double downs on it and says it's rumored there's it's not concrete so that's another thing that we need to do we need to also we live in a short attention society and as such we don't put in the amount of work and detail to learn things appropriately like we used to that is something that we need to change to allow yourself to be vulnerable it's okay to be vulnerable because there is strength in being vulnerable that means yes being okay to be wrong being okay to not know everything because eventually it's a means to be to learn everything and then putting in the effort of learning about the things that you don't know thoroughly not just you know not just looking at the headlines actually doing your research because that's what we used to do back in the day that's how i that's how the omega fist tournament that i created years ago became so successful because the part of the idea was to see who knew their comic book knowledge and if you don't know what the omega fist tournament if you're new to the show go to talktomlive.com and go into the blog page and you'll learn the history of the Omega Fist Tournament, which is a contest that I created for the ACMG Facebook group, which tested the comic book knowledge of the contestants in a tournament-like um, fantasy mode. And you'll understand why I mention it. And what we did is like when people would, you know, and they were very knowledgeable comic book fans um, that knew the comic book source, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe source, but knew the comic book source, um, they were very, very knowledgeable people who knew their stuff. And what that did was that opened up a lot of fandom, new fandom for characters that we didn't know about. And the thousands of people that were in that group that were participating, whether they were participating or they were watching the situation, there were characters that even I came in there as I didn't know anything about based on a comic book I never read. And I was like, oh, I need to, I need to check this out. Um, there was a character from Preacher. Uh, you remember Preacher, the actual TV series, which was based on a comic series. There was a particular character in there that was just absolutely awesome. And I found out him from uh, a guy named Dennis Glover, who used to be a member of the uh, of the old group. And this dude was deep. And when they finally made a, t a TV adaptation of the, of the comic book on air and they had him on there, I was more excited because of my awareness of him and my knowledge of him from the stuff that he was saying when he competed in that and that was the that was all that was like one of the best times of being a fan on, and being off on social media but it's also the time when things started changing and you'll read that in the history of the omega fist tournament because that's about when we did the four by the time we did the fourth contest is when social media and the toxicity started changing. It was when um, the 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 uh, is when society started changing. It was became a little bit more toxic um, and stuff like that. And people just started getting a lot more bitter. And any therapist or any psychologist will even tell you that. Now we have to find a way to self heal. We have to find a way to heal ourselves. And when we heal ourselves, we can possibly help to heal other people but everybody is so isolated now 
that social media is nowhere near what it used to be. Facebook groups aren't anywhere what it used to be because everybody's talking at each other and not with each other. So let's start by trying to talk with people. Let's start by learning. Let's start by appreciating each other's fandom. Yes, we all have our own opinions of what we like, and we need to be okay with what other people like. We need to be okay with the fact that people like a certain movie. And if you don't like that movie, don't comment about that movie. Unless the only time I can say, I would say, I would suggest commenting or giving your opinion about a particular movie or video game or um or comic book or anime or wrestling or whatever. If the post that the person has put up, ask for your opinion. That is the only time is the best time to say whether you like something or didn't like something. If it's a post that is looking to for people who actually like the actual deal with them and you don't like it, do not comment on there. If it is a post about whether people didn't like it, then you comment on it. And if people did like it, you don't have to comment and defend it. You just go ahead and like it yourself. There are movies that we look at. There, what is the term guilty pleasure? There are a lot of guilty pleasure movies that people watch that other people obviously don't watch, but they like, it's okay. It is okay. And people need to be okay with that. Like, I don't understand the mindset where your world relies on whether people like what you like. That's not healthy. <laughs> that too is not healthy. It is okay to not like something. And people need to be okay with that because not everybody needs to like what you like. And then you also need to be okay with people liking what you don't like. Don't put your two cents into it. And don't add on. If like somebody say they don't like it, you don't have to go and defend and try to you know, convert them to liking it. That's their opinion. When I do this show, when I do reviews, and I just had a conversation with somebody, um, one of the ACMG guys along, uh, just a week or two ago about like why they don't do reviews anymore. And I felt like they got the wrong idea of what doing a review was about. Reviewing anything is, the, the, the root word for review is view. It's your view. You're giving your view, your perspective, but also you're giving your opinion. You're, you're giving your perspective based on what you see and hopefully pointing out some things that you saw that led you to what you your view is of the actual whatever content it is. But it's not dictating your view onto people. And I think that's where a lot of people get wrong. So if people disagree with your view, that is okay. That's why when I say when I do these reviews, this is my view, this is my opinion. Some people may agree with it, some people may not. But I hate the idea that people think that your view, or I'll give another one, IGN, or I'll give another one, Dave Meltzer and his five star ratings in wrestling. That's his opinion. That is their view. We are, it, it's, it doesn't govern your mindset. That's why when you go on Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of times when people, when, when critics, there's a, there's a reason why there's a critic percentage view and an audience view. You know why? 
because a lot of times audience don't agree with what critics say. And that's why when you see a certain movie that has a high audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes or even IMDb to some extent, it, 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 it differentiates, it contrasts from what the actual critics do. Because there are some people who don't listen to the, had that view and people may have another, you know, perspective and view. So yeah, I will review something. There's some things that are, you know, are obvious to point out. And there's some things that may just be opinionated. But at the end of the day, you will like what you like and I will like what I like. And we all have to be okay with that. And we have to be okay with that on social media. And we have to allow each other. We cannot approach each other like we're enemies. Like we cannot approach each other at the back. I don't know you, but you're automatically my enemy. Does that even remotely sound okay to any of you? <laughs> okay. So please, we need to approach each other as empty glasses and learn from each other. Learn how we can fill those glasses positively with great substances and stuff like that. So just people reassess and reevaluate your life and how you approach life, your life in itself. And then how you're going to approach other people's life. Cause I feel like you're missing opportunities to have great friendships with people, to have great relationships with people and great opportunities with people. And then you can't get mad at the people who are getting those opportunities, who are approaching, you know, um, approaching social media the right way and are getting these opportunities. You cannot get mad at them. You're only getting mad at yourself. That's basically what you're doing. You're projecting all of that anger from yourself because you didn't handle it the way that you did. You didn't have proper social media etiquette the way that you did. If you, and it's never too late. It is never too late to do it. I did it myself. I had to do it myself. And if I could do it for God's sakes, you could do it too, because I'm not doing anything different that you could do. Just think about that for a minute. And you know, that's pretty much all I got to say about that folks. Just let's make social media a better place. And I know it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in a week or a month or whatever like that, but it can happen. And it may take something extremely dramatic and extremely huge. Maybe social media just shuts down for a long time. And maybe it just will take like something cataclysmic, God forbid, for us to get back together. Because it usually does take something really crazy for us to really you, you know, become united in a, in a sense. I don't know what that is going to be. Maybe if social media goes down and it, we go into a drought of social media for a few months, maybe like a pandemic amount of time, and then all of a sudden it comes back, maybe we'll appreciate social media for what it could be. But also, I would say these algorithms aren't helping us either. I will say that. And that's the part where Zuckerberg and all these other people come in. That's the part where they have to take responsibility because the algorithms that they create, create a toxic atmosphere. Sometimes when we have positive things to say online, it doesn't go through and people don't see it. They only see the, the, the negative stuff, the toxic stuff, the, the stuff that riles people up. And that doesn't help us psychologically either. So yes, we have to take accountability. The owners of these these social media people need to take accountability and um, influential people need to take accountability accountability as well. 
We all have to play a part to make a better environment, but we have to understand our own power to do so as well. And the power of choice is something that we all have. So think about all that. And hopefully that as time goes by, who knows? We'll see. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something or something that you can that really come to mind and really that you can think about as time goes by, hopefully. So we'll see. As I said in the beginning of the show, next week, I am taking a break because for two valuable reasons. One, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Nobody's going to listen to the show on Super Bowl Sunday. Second, it's my wife's birthday. So we're going to, you know, she's become a football fan now. So we're going to take care of all that um, next week. So I'm going to skip out next week, but we will have a select start uh, um, talk time live extra show um, next week. So I will be reviewing uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, the video game that just came out. Uh, I got it for the Nintendo Switch. It's one of those games that it doesn't matter what platform you go, it's going to be on. It's going to play just the same on and look just the same on all of them. So I'll give you my thoughts on that next week and uh, talk about that. But also check out my new show as a part of Sunday night's main events lineup called All Elite Geekly. Uh, myself with Boris Roberto Aguilar, who's the host of Sunday night's main event on TSN radio and news talk, uh, t- uh 610 every night, every Sunday at 11 um, PM. And again, if you're not in America, you can definitely go onto those websites, go to t- uh, TSN radio 690 and news talk, uh, 610 online and listen to it live stream, uh, as they line it from there. So you can always catch it. And then you can always catch the replay on Sunday night's main event.com as well. But I always do a show with Boris as we talk about a lot of ACMG like, uh, con, um, conversations, but then also review AEW dynamite for the week. And, uh, we have a lot of fun doing so. So go out of your way, check that out. And, uh, again, if you like this episode and every episode of talk time live or select start the video game podcast, um, you can go on to talktimelive.com that uh, that is the place where you can check out all of our episodes, all of our audio episodes, our video exclusive interviews with some of your favorites and your favorite fandoms and more there Our blogs, our media content, my panels from repop from, um, 2021, all there with your favorite voice actors from your favorite animes, all there had the pleasure of doing it there and much, much more. So go out of your way, check it out. And, uh, we, I think the next time we come on, it's going to be Madam Web that I'm going to review. There's a lot of movies coming on on the 14th. Madam Web's coming out. The Bob Marley deal. I want to watch both. I don't know. I'm definitely going to review Madam Web, but I also want to talk about that Bob Marley uh, movie too. So I don't know. Maybe I'll fit that in a week after or something like that. But I I got that movie looked like it's going to be an Oscar winner uh, for sure. But um, Madam Web's coming out, which it doesn't look like it's going to be an Oscar winner. But I'm going to review that, which comes out next week. Um, and uh, we also got Final Fantasy Rebirth coming as well. We're counting down the days for that, people. I cannot wait. So go out of your way, check it out. And go check out my recent episode of Select Start, where I, you know, talk about which is the best and the baddest in all of fighting games right now. We got Tekken 8, we got Street Fighter 6, and we got Mortal Kombat 1 that all came out in the span of a year a fiscal year. So I'm, I'm comparing and contrast to see which one's the baddest of them all. So go out of your way and check that out as well. So that'll do it all for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and you guys have a great week.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.